You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Well, there's an old saying, you know, uh, when you're in the radio business, better late than never. I think that's, I just made that up, actually. <laughs> Did we have some dead air time? We had a little bit of, uh, oh we, we had another show that interrupted us. And, uh, you know, it's one of those days, the earlier I got up, the more mistakes I've made. Yes. But that's the way it happens. Yes. You know? <laughs> and uh, we got, we're one for, we're one for uh, two this morning. Yeah. Or, have have yeah. you and Mr. Ronaldo taken on this air of uh, let's rotate or something? No, the Brill Cream Kid went up to Asheville, and of course I've had a couple of work projects that I've had to work through weekends, so I haven't been able to be here for a while, and uh, I guess he was here last weekend. Um, he was, and uh, we want to, well, no, we're not going to announce it yet, we're, but we, we talked about it. It looks like we're going to be having some fun with the great, uh, the great race and so forth, and um, you know, with that being said, we're glad to see you, Jim. As always, we're glad. Well, to have thanks, you. David. It's it's good to be here. Um, you know, I made up a little agenda of a few things to talk about this morning, but uh, outside of that, it's good to be back. Do a little car talk. Uh, don't know what we'll completely focus on today, but we should talk about, based on the temperature outside, a little car winterizing. Don't you think? And especially with our... That's a good idea. And we're taking volunteers to rake leaves as well. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, that's better than blowing them with a leaf blower. Um, Anyway, a little snow up in uh, the Rockies. I guess Montana and Colorado are going to have about 10, 12 inches. So it's about time to talk about some winterization and and some uh, things to do. So... Well, I'll go into that now, and uh, we're going to lose David for a few minutes, but we'll have him back because we want his expertise on the winter in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> That's when it snows in New Mexico and lands in uh, Lubbock. Um, anyway, for those folks that are in our northern climes, and in fact, I, this morning I thought it was that way in Georgia because it's down in the high 20s, but we ought to talk about winter tires Make sure you've got uh, your your tires uh, are set up, whether you have snow tires, you put four-wheel snow tires on, you have four-wheel drive, and you should have four-wheel drive and four-wheel snow tires with that. Uh, make sure the tires are all the same. Of course, the major thing is let's hope our antifreeze is uh, effective and it's good. If you're in Duluth, it should be 40 below zero, and if you're in Syracuse, it ought to be in the high 20s below zero, that is. Uh, I grew up with a uh, shovel in the back of the car in the winter, and actually it was an army entrenching tool. We always carried a bag of sand, and we usually had a couple of old carpet mats, the old carpet uh, samples that you, you get, throw under the wheels. Obviously carry a first aid kit in the car, and uh I always thought a blanket was a good idea, just in case you had any issues. And make sure your battery's effective and up-to-date. Uh, you know, two, three years, if the car's had the battery two or three years, you might have it load-tested. Uh, for those of us that um, have a, uh, a car that we're not going to drive in the winter, or we might take it out on a nice day when there's no salt on the road, 
get some stable, put it in the gas tank, make sure your gas tank is full before you park the car for winter. I'd always recommend changing the oil and filter before you put the car away too. And for those of us years ago that uh, experienced kingpins, and I'm also talking Volkswagen Beetles from the 50s and 60s, and any of the sports cars, uh, I do a good grease job on it. In fact, most people don't even know what a grease job is anymore. But I often remember when I was in college working in the service department, and somebody come in and they couldn't move the steering wheel hardly. Their kingpins were starting to seize, and in fact, in a couple of instances, they had seized, and we'd have to get the old torch out, fire it up, heat it up, and get the grease gun out and run grease through the kingpins and make darn sure that uh, the steering was loose again. So a lot of things for winter. Uh, Modern cars today, of course, we don't have to worry that much about it, but it's a good idea to make sure the battery's good and your antifreeze is good. And, of course, manufacturers today recommend you go back to the dealership. Uh, Most of them seem to have a 7,500-mile interval, and I think Porsche's got ten or 15,000, and I'm not in favor of that at all, but make sure you get in there even if it's only 5,000 miles. Get everything checked. Um, If it's not too late, you might also want to put a coat of wax on the car and uh, make sure you have a little Rain-X on the uh, windows because the snow will slide off much easier with Rain-X on the windows. And anybody, any of our listeners have any other ideas for winterizing cars, uh, we would deeply appreciate it. And, of course, the snowbirds are headed south now. We see them on the interstates. So a lot of them don't have to think about it, and uh, a lot of us are jealous. But uh, give it some thought. Take care of your car. Make sure your tires are inflated. I know Mario's on all the time on the Firestone commercials recommending that. And that is important, and it also improves your fuel economy. And I can't say enough about stable in your gas tank if you're going to park the car for the winter, especially with uh, E10 today and uh, E85. Uh, Another recommendation would be make sure your filters, air filter, fuel filter, and even your cabin filter is changed. Uh, Those of us that go through Spring, summer, fall, in a lot of climates where you've got a lot of allergies, it's a good idea to change the HEPA filter, and most cars come with that today. So that pretty much covers winterizing. Um, Of course, it's a good idea where you live up in the north to do snow tires, especially those of you with all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. Um. One other thing I would like to talk about today is the movie Rush. Rush is the Ron Howard movie about the life or the competitive life of Nicky Lauda and James Hunt. And it's a a neat movie. I was uh, very surprised that my wife wanted to see it because she is one of the co-founders of the Anti-Car Club. But it also has a story, and I can almost say that you could take this same script and find two competitive jockeys 
or you could find two competitive offshore power boat racers, something with a, with a sport with some hazard in it. But the James Hunt Nicky Lauda competition was very famous in Formula One in Europe. And of course, Nicky Lauda was severely burned when he was driving for Ferrari. And he actually came back early. And this was all portrayed very well in the movie. The acting was very good. And uh, he stopped one race himself. He got out of the car and wouldn't drive in it because he didn't feel it was safe. And that started some real strong safety campaigns for Formula One drivers. And, of course, it's rare today that you have a death in Formula One, whereas Back in the 60s and 70s, you lost one or two or three drivers a year. But the movie Rush is, it, it's, it's a good drama besides being portrayed around Formula One racing. And guys, I'd recommend it if you uh, need to uh, cover yourself with a chick flick. I think you could probably use Rush as a chick flick and also as a car flick. It's um, not quite what Le Mans was like, the film Le Mans with Steve McQueen or, or Grand Prix, but it, it's uh, it's good drama. And uh, I don't know, David, David's back. Have you seen Rush? Have you gone to see the movie Rush? No, I haven't. Um, movie? Yeah, you might, uh, you might get a date and uh, take your wife to that. And she might enjoy it. My, my wife asked to go to it, and you know my wife is the charter – founder of the anti-car club (laughs) (laughs) and she asked to see it of course after the paramedics revived me or resuscitated me i uh i ended up uh taking her you went to it huh yeah yeah well we went during the old people's hour you know the the four o'clock thing on a saturday afternoon so well uh, our our schedule is such it's very difficult to to do that uh um so, we don't get a lot of movies. Well, uh, they have to come to my couch. Okay. Well, when when it's available to come to your couch, that's um, true. Yeah, I'll you should it. you should watch it. Uh, have you seen all of Downton Abbey now on your couch? Or no, my wife has. <laughs> so, on my couch? No. What was she doing in my house? I didn't invite your wife. Yeah. I well, get anything bad going here? I know. I know. At least, hey, we talked about winterizing cars and people up north, and, of course, and now the snowbirds are all coming south. So I've, we've pretty much covered that today. And uh, also mentioned uh, make sure that uh, everybody's uh, fuel system filters are all good and also their uh, – oh, boy. David's getting phone calls this morning. This, are, we, are we on a call-in show now? Um, anyway, going on to a couple of other things, the uh, I've got some new websites that uh, I've been kind of privileged to watch. One of them is called Petrolicious, and it's spelled P-E-T-R-O-L-I-C-I-O-U-S, and it's it's more imports than antiques or hot rods, but it's kind of fun if you're into uh, foreign cars, sports cars, luxury cars. And then another one is Chicane, C-H-I-C-A-N-E. And if you like uh, motorcycles and 
some art and some cars too. Uh, Mega Deluxe, M-E-G-A-D-E-L-U-X-E, is a great website. And the other one is Stance Works, S-T-A-N-C-E-W-O-R-K-S, and the photography in that is excellent. And if you're a real sports car buff, Sports Car Digest comes out every day and gives you a lot of nice information and photographs on car events around the world. Another one, I'd, if, for, if you're a Lotus buff, there's a one called Lotus Sport, and it talks about a guy with a gazillion horsepower uh, Lotus Exige. And YouTube has an auto website, and they send out uh, YouTube videos every week. So you might investigate all those. You know, YouTube is incredible. And, Isn't it? And, you know, the information that's available, golly, uh, I, I, I've had some instances, unique situations lately that I, I, you know, my initial thing was to pull my what's left of my hair and say, oh, my God, how am I going to find out about this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, two seconds later, the baseball bat hits me in the side of the head and says, Google, you know, and... Uh, the, the world of information that's available. It's phenomenal. And, yeah. and even some of it's accurate. <laughs> <And some> of it's, <laughs> you know, there's, there's one industry that I, and I don't want to mention it because we're, we're pretty big in it in, in the ad agency side of the uh, things. Um, but I was, a situation had come up that I had to get something out for the ad agency. And, and uh, I started looking up businesses and their websites and their yep. email address. I could not believe it, but there are businesses that don't have websites, don't have uh, email addresses, obviously. They don't even use an AOL address. Wow. And there were a few businesses that had websites that you couldn't, their contact was you had to fill in the blanks and, and write. And I'm saying, damn, you want business and people can't even contact you? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I won't mention the industry. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Was, <laughs> well, I think we ought to take a break, and then you can tell me over the break. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back <laughs> right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, everybody. It's Don Zabkar, your host for Who Knew? We air Mondays 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio and then occasionally throughout the week. We've got some great subjects. This administration or this regime, as you know, is providing us with great material. So stay tuned. Check us out. America's Web Radio. It's Who Knew with Don Zapcar. 
Hello, I'm Steve Gross. I'm the host of The Gross Reality, and we're a show that every week talks about ways to run your business better, ways to uh, improve technology that you're using to make more profits and keep your costs down. We're always looking out for you and looking out for ways to make your business more successful. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to you every Wednesday afternoon on The Gross Reality. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show. And by the way, uh, I want to take this opportunity. This this show is amazing. Um, It's it's not a stepchild by any stretch, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily get all the attention it deserves. But I want to thank the people that keep tuning us in, and it's just been absolutely incredible. The numbers, uh, we went with another organization similar to iTunes that people are picking us up on, and we're, out of 26,000 shows, we're in the top 5,000. Our rating is 5,136 or something like that. So uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody that listens, tunes in either on iTunes or Stitchers or however they find us. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, we, we will wind up this month with the biggest number. It will be, uh, well, I don't want to say, but we'll, this will be the biggest month of people coming to our website that we've ever had. So are you telling me that some of our listeners, we keep them in Stitchers? Uh Something like that, our sutures. Or no, it's uh, it's incredible, and I I just uh, want to thank everybody. And that's and that's well, and and Steve and I have been so fragmented this summer. One of us going one direction, and the other one going another direction. But people know the stars, Jim. Is that they, what they it know, is? They know that you're you're a twinkle twinkle. Is that well? I don't. I didn't make means. very many car events this summer. I'll tell you, and I wish I had, but. I ended up uh, doing a project, and I missed Hershey, and I missed the uh, Vintage Motorcycle Meet at Barber, which are t- two of my favorites. And I did make the Street Rod Nationals in, in Louisville, and uh, I did make Watkins Glen, and I did spend a day at Lime Rock at the Fall Vintage Festival, but I didn't make Monterey either. So I'd just I, like to go back to Monterey because I was stationed out there. But I know that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. You'd probably start marching in step. I know, but you know, I, 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 at one of the firing ranges, you could look down on the race. Yeah, and uh, it was it was beautiful. It was oh beautiful. man, what a sight! Yeah. Well, I'm going to go check on our webinar right Uh-oh. quick. Oh, so uh, we we you're, you're doing multitasking today. I am multitasking. I got this, my balls in the air. Uh, well, well, folks, the, <laughs> to our listeners, uh, this is scary today. <laughs> so, um, another. Uh, Neat thing, and in fact, I have the privilege of uh, knowing this person. I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, I'm a big fan of the Hemmings magazines, the the sports and uh, imports, and then Hemming Classic Car, those two more so than than, uh, the big monthly Hemmings. And I, I get their email every day. They do send out an email, too. That's another website that I wanted to mention this morning. But... December issue, I think, is one of their better ones from a standpoint that they do a personality profile. And the gentleman this time is Ken Gross. And Ken's an author, historian, curator, and Concord's judge. Um, I first met 
Ken back, I'm going to guess, in the early 80s, and he was driving a GTB Tucam Ferrari, and he was in the advertising and marketing business. And uh, he had authored a book on short wheelbase Berlinetta Ferraris, which were the predecessor to the GTO Ferrari. Well, unbeknownst to me at the time, he was also a hot rod fan, and he's got an incredible collection of flathead intake manifolds. And he's got a couple of hot rods now, and he's also, as I mentioned, a sports car guy. So he grew up in Massachusetts, and he grew up around some of the uh, guys that ended up in the VSCCA. But he's an all-around phenomenal guy when it comes to cars. He's got an interest that goes everywhere from the Peter Mullen French Art Deco cars, the Taubolagos and the Bugattis and uh, Voisin and all of the uh, gorgeous cars, Delahaye and Delage, up to 32 Ford Roadsters and things. And he's been a judge at at Pebble, and he's really an incredible gentleman to talk to and be around because he's probably had... I guess one of the greatest experiences if you're a car guy anywhere because his whole life has been an experience. So please, if you do not subscribe to Hemmings Classic Car, get the December 2013 issue, and it also talks about Wyman-bodied cars or canvas-covered classics, cars made of cloth and Chrysler station wagons. But Ken's a great guy. He has a show going on, which I think has opened already, in Raleigh, North Carolina, which features the history of Porsches, because this is the 50th year of the 911. Yeah, yeah. The 911's been around for 50 years. You're old. I know. I can. I remember 19 fall of '65. One of the I was working in a hospital and going to school, and one of the doctors had ordered one of the first 911s. And then another friend of mine who raced a Roadster also had a very early 911. Both of these cars were the Solex carbureted ones. But going back to my original point with Ken, he has put a bunch of car shows together in art museums we had one here a few years ago in Atlanta at the High Museum with with a bunch of classic cars and one-off bodies. And I, I had the privilege of going with the Model A Club, which is an incredibly nice group of people here in Atlanta. And we all went down and, and did the show and had a great time. Ken has gone around the country in other museums and put this together, and it is brought out in this article about him and his life. And all I can say is if you're in the Raleigh area, uh, I'm just, bear with me a minute. I'm trying to find it. Well, I, I, I can't find it now, and I apologize for that. Uh, he's... Got it. It's in Raleigh, and it's Porsche, and I, it, it's something with speed. 
and I'm going to go to it. North Carolina Museum of Art, I guess, is where it is. And uh, that's where the Porsche um, exhibit is. So Google North Carolina Museum of Art, and you can go see a huge collection of gorgeous Porsches. Um, The other thing about Hemmings, besides what we were talking about with Ken Gross, is the back page has a column by Jim Richardson called Caveman Restoration, and it talks about novice people taking a car apart and then never getting it back together. And it's kind of surprising, but I guess people do do this, David. They'll buy a nice car to restore thinking they're going to do this project, and it's overwhelming. Well, we just see what Steve goes through with his cars, and you know, and they take it apart, and then it just gets shoveled up and gone. You know, uh, one, of the things, one of the things that uh, I started doing at a very early, and I'm not a very organized. You've seen the top of my desk. <laughs> it's not like I'm Mr. Organized. But all brilliant men, but, Einstein, uh, William F. Buckley, you know, there was a – email that went around about all these geniuses so you must be a genius if <laughs> well you know i had an attorney that said if uh if a cluttered desk means a cluttered mind what does an empty desk mean <laughs> a lot of truth to that yes but even as a kid when i when i was taking a, a part my 12 and a half horsepower wisconsin engine i wasn't smart enough and, and we didn't have it really back then uh, like we do today but when i would take it apart I made little piles. This, yeah. this was yes. the bolts that came out of here. This was the nuts. This was the this was, you know. And I made little piles all around where I was working. Thank God it never rained in Lubbock, so I didn't have to worry about them getting washed <laughs> away at night. Uh, but then, as I got older and and more things became available, like little plastic boxes and little sandwich bags, sandwich bags, whatever, yeah. you know. As I take things apart. I yeah. put them, and this is, I think this is really a problem with people, uh, you know, particularly if it's their first experience, Yeah, is that they, it's easy to take apart, but it's a son of a gun to put back together oh, yes. If, yes. if you haven't marked things. Right. Then I got to the point that I started, um, as, as digital cameras came in, it was easy to take pictures as you were doing stuff, and at the same time, I would label the, the when I took it apart, so... The first thing I took out was number one. The second, so that meant that if I went 60 steps, well, you know, I'd start at 60, 59, 58, putting things back together. And, and a lot of people, there are great, great mechanics that you and I have both known that they can do it in their minds. They don't have right, to right. do that. But yes. I'm the kind that I really need to, uh, I need to lay out the map of taking apart and putting back together. Uh, you're, no, you're absolutely right. And even the great mechanics do that still. They still do it. I, I still see guys because it eliminates issues. Like when you do an engine, it just it amazes me to take an engine apart that someone has supposedly been a professional at, and the thrust washers are in backwards yeah. on the crankshaft. Just stuff like that, and it it just and the ring gaps aren't set. On the piston rings, so you know the uh, the other cool thing is uh, when I when I take and it's been a long time since I've done any stuff, but uh, okay, I took out ten screws and I've got one left. Uh huh. Uh huh. Where, where does that sucker go? Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> not, not in your pocket. 
Nope. <laughs> I hear you. I know exactly what you mean. By the way, speaking of cool, if your landlord lowered the thermostat a little bit, he could drop your rent a thousand dollars a month. I know. Well, what is it? A hundred in here this morning? No, I, I just call them and and it cooled down as just as I call. I'll call them again and tell them you know it's good. Fine. Lord, well, tell him you want. He, he, he you, you can save yourself a hundred bucks. Right now, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with the classic car show right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, we're back in the sauna right now. uh, David's going to go call the landlord and see if we can't uh, cool this place down a little bit. Uh, And in fact, uh, I'm going to go back. We were talking about Ken Gross and and, uh, Hemming's Classic Car for December, and you really ought to pick up a copy of it. And it's very inexpensive to subscribe to. And it covers a broad spectrum of antique and classic cars and personalities and restoration shops and things like that. And uh, one thing I noticed, there's another column by Jim Donnelly that talks about Pierce Arrow trucks, So, which surprised me. I never knew that Pierce Arrow was in the truck business, too. Now, we touched on websites earlier. And there's about three websites that you can, or actually four that you can monitor that give you a pretty good idea of what's going on in the business today. And one of those is called Autoblog, and the other is called Car Scoop, and the third is called Detroit Bureau. And my favorite website, those are daily websites that give you updates daily. My favorite one, uh, is written by Peter DiLorenzo, and it comes out every Wednesday, and it's called The Auto Extremist. And he really talks about the industry from a marketing standpoint and also talks about people and personalities in the industry, and he also discusses racing. And that's every Wednesday, and you can send him an email letter with your comments, too. And I enjoy reading some of the comments. But Auto Extremist, it's very good. Uh, Auto Blog, Car Scoop, and Detroit Bureau are all the ones that I recommend there. On 
Ken Gross again. I remember a couple of stories with him. Uh, we were talking one day, and I had said that I had some newsletters from Kirk F. White Motor Car Company in Philadelphia. And I used to stop there when I visited my future in-laws in Philadelphia, and Kirk always had some nice Ferraris and a few old Alphas and things like that. And I would see this inventory all the time. In fact, just before my wedding, my wife and I went, or our wedding, my wife and I went down there, and there was a 250LM Ferrari, a right-hand drive competition car that was pretty much for sale to cover the cost of the engine and gearbox overhaul, and the body was a little tatty, and I remember it was $9,500. And my guess is now that car would probably go for about $9.5 million. But got to sit in it. Probably should have uh, bought it. But I think uh, you just can't look back on that. And Ken and I talked about that. And so I traded him all of the Kirk White newsletters for a copy of his 250 short wheelbase Berlinetta book. And still have it in my uh, library today and refer to it every once in a while. But it was very well written. Everything that I have ever seen Ken do has been very professional. It's worthwhile to read his personality profile. And that's in the December issue of Hemming's Classic Car. David, talk to me for a minute about... That model, not model, but the toy car you built as a child that had that Wisconsin engine in it? Oh, no, I didn't build it. My, well, I, uh, I built the the first part of it, uh, which was a soapbox derby with, right. that I installed. the. Uh, uh, and and I, I love this because I, I put the Wisconsin on. I had a um, centrifugal clutch pulley put on. Right. And... Uh, First time I was ever really exposed to welding, I had a, a um, um, uh, on on the soapbox derby wheel. I well had a had a, a pulley welded onto it, right? And then uh, put the belt on the from the yeah, because the soapbox derby was wood. You didn't want yeah, to weld on wood. No, no. So I, I welded the, and had to make sure the clearance was okay. In fact, I had to cut off a little piece of the the wood. They had it too close, so for the pulley. Right. And I had to align the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I don't think it was a Georgia Tech marble, but it worked. Yeah. And it ran like crazy. And when I would uh, give give the governor gas, uh, that centrifugal pulley would tighten up and off we'd go. Who was the governor of Texas then? No, no. I, oh. The governor on the, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, on the, oh, on the go-kart. On the go-kart. Or on the little soapbox the, uh, derby car. Okay. And, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, when I would uh, give that give it gas, it would take off. And like I said, the the first problem I the one thing I'd forgotten was the brakes. Yes. So uh, <laughs> one had to one had to be prepared. And uh, what I would do was, and we we all uh, you know like Atlanta's finally getting them now, but every place in Lubbock had sidewalks, so I drove it on, on the sidewalks most of the time. And if I knew I was coming to the end of the line, well, I would certainly 
reduce the throttle. Yes, that's a good I, idea. And then I made a hand, rubber hand brake type thing that, like the old wagons. Sure. And, uh, uh, so I would just put that down, and, and hopefully it would stop before I fell off the curb. And, uh, sometimes it worked. Sometimes, sometimes it, it did. did. But then my dad, God bless him, and I, I had a wonderful, wonderful set of parents. And uh, my dad assumed I was going to get killed in it, and, and he didn't want to buy me a go-kart the little uh, uh, tube-framed go-kart things. He thought they were extremely dangerous. So he built me a car, had had a guy build me a car. And uh, I we can't even find pictures of it. And I feel, but it had, um, you know, the detail that he went to I, was that uh, he went to and, and, and bought from an upholsterer the little seats that they used to have in the sure. in the windows, you know, showing the yeah the sample seats yeah, yeah. and I, we, I had one of them, and um, <laughs> as things would have it, this was it, it was an ongoing experience with this thing, but uh, as things would have it, uh, we did have a snow that year, and those little sample seats were made out of cardboard, so I went and sat on it, and it. Oh, <laughs> so, so my dad again. He, he was a wonderful father. Um, you know, he would stop the the train to fix something for me. So he took all the cardboard out, built immediately built a wooden frame for it. Sure, and uh, put the just put the upholstered stuff back over the frame, and I was off and running. Um, I don't know how my parents put up with me, but uh, and particularly my dad. But uh, wherever you, well, I know where you are, Dad. You were wonderful and a wonderful father. And uh, D- dads are was, we. We were both just, lucky. You yeah, know, it just, yeah. Uh, he was he was great. And uh, the car, you know, I it had a had a Plymouth um, generator or Plymouth brake on it, emergency brake. It had a had a, a a small generator on it for my lights. And uh, no batter or anything. I still, I had to pull start the the Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, but it had front and back tail lights on, or front and back lights on it. Um, you know, he, he was just uh, he and the guy that built it were very. And, and instead of spending four or five hundred dollars to buy one of the go karts, he spent about two grand for building that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was made out of two inch uh, uh, I beam. Wow. Oh, it was serious, and then uh, plywood uh, floorboard, and and uh, had a had a uh, regular Ford gas pedal on it. And, well, uh, you were styling. Oh, it was it was this thing was incredible, and uh, I kicked myself. I'd give you know I. Yeah, it's a shame. Anything to still have it. And yeah. I was just stupid. I was a kid, and well, we all know um, any better. It's just like the baseball card collection. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, the cards your mother threw out, as we call it. <laughs> or, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there are a lot of things I would like to live over, and, and uh, as as all of us, I'm sure. I just, I hope. Uh, uh, well, and that's missing today. That That's it. My neighbor's one of the few guys. He went out and bought a used go-kart, but it's a cart that had the cage on it yeah. and stuff for his kids. And uh, I remember my son riding a friend of mine's motor scooter, and it was an Italian creation that folded up into a suitcase. 
Wow. I remember seeing my son running across the, riding that thing across the field like it was no fear at all. So, you know, and you've worked with me long enough to know that I'm not exactly Einstein, nor do I claim to be. But and and this is something. One of my sons got into it. One of my sons has gotten into it, sort of. Um, I was never good with wood, but I was always good with bolts and and washers and nuts and all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe because I was a little nutty. Yeah. But um, uh, my dad was incredible with wood. He he could he could tell you what kind of wood it was from. Well, he ran a lumber yard, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He owned his own lumber yards. Um, but anyway. Um, the thing about it was, and, and he gave me plenty of rain to do what I wanted to, uh, and it probably I should have either burned myself to death or blown up or whatever, but, you know, it, but that was the best experience I ever had working on that Wisconsin engine. And Sure. Uh, you know, the damn uh, exhaust, they really get hot. Oh, don't they? And if you touch one, oh, you only touch it once. Oh, yeah. You yes. Know, so you get yes. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when the engine's running, that spark plug thing. Uh, ooh, you, that tingles, doesn't oh, it? It'll make you wet your pants, you know. So, <laughs> but you only do it once, yeah. you know. How many kids today? Well, they don't, well, but they, they don't know. But, but cars today are so different than they were yeah, then. but you can still... I understand. Still uh, uh, and and uh, I yes. guess my point being was that I'm so grateful. I don't tackle things that I shouldn't tackle. You know, I don't. I don't. Well, that's where you and I are different. I, I tackle things I shouldn't. A, you know, I wouldn't know where to start with with some of the cars today. I wouldn't know where to start with a uh, one of the televisions, uh, the flat screen TVs today. So, but. But it did give me the confidence if I if I feel like, you know, it's it's within my bounds. I don't mind taking it on, and, yeah. uh, uh, and I think that's what can you learn twi- tweaking your thumbs, you know. Well, I, I I understand what you're saying, and it, but unfortunately, that's what the world is like. The thing that scares me, and I'm going to get back on the soapbox for a minute is the number of incidents I have experienced in texting. (laughs) Not me texting, but I've sat halfway through a light when the car in front of me is there and and his head or her head's down and you honk and, of course, they give you the middle finger salute and then they go through and you have to stop. You've missed a whole cycle of the light. I, I had your experience on, on uh, you know, I cut across Pitts Road to Spalding. Yeah. And I'm sitting at at the light at Pitts Road to turn left on the Spalding. Here comes a lady in one of those stupid minivan things, which I, I just, I hate them. I, they're ugly. I don't like them. And, you know. But a lot of old people are driving them well, now because they can get in and out of them. But anyway, this, <laughs> this lady is turning left onto Pitts. She's doing her thing oh. and turning left and ha- has no clue that I'm even in the world, you know. And she's she takes, you know, it's like, oh, my God, lady, you're going to take my, my front left off, you know. Yeah. Somehow she missed me. Yeah. But, she, you know, she was so involved with multitasking, turning left, driving, and, and texting uh. or whatever the hell she was doing on her phone. And I just... 
I'm like you. I, I've even gotten to the point, well, my phone, fortunately, I can say a, say a name or number and it'll dial it most of the time. Yeah. But if I have to dial something or look up something, I just pull over. I, I oh, you have to. You have to. Uh, uh, I came back from Spartanburg this week, and it's just on the road. And it, it I don't let, – let's go to break because I just get wound up tight <laughs> over this. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And thank goodness Mr. Weber's here. We do appreciate it. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Did the light turn green and you're still sitting there? It might be time to take your car to Mr. Transmission and let the experts with over 45 years of experience check your transmission. Mr. Transmission of Sandy Springs is conveniently located between Steak and Shake and Sandy Springs Car Wash at 6569 Roswell Road. Look for the yellow and black Mr. Transmission sign or call 404-843-3379. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Mr. Jim Weber. And uh, oh, I am, I am, I'm so glad you came in today. Well, you're, and you're, you're, you're nostalgic about your little model car. And uh, all I can say is I think every one of us that's a car guy is, is nostalgic about one of the cars we owned or we were going to buy, should have bought, and then stupidly didn't buy. Or stupidly got rid of. Uh, uh, or stupidly I, uh, got rid of. Austin Healy. But you can't look back. I mean, you got to look forward. But this stuff keeps going up in value. Oh. And, I mean, it goes through the roof. It's so scary. It's I, scary. I was talking to a guy I met that has a uh, Porsche Speedster race car. And I know who owned it originally, and, and Larry has it now, and he's got two gearboxes for it and two engines. And I think it's probably worth $200,000. It's just, it's, and I had two of them growing up, e-production speedsters. So you just kind of look the other. I had a 30 Model A, David, that was the cat's meow. Do you know how many people, well, anybody listening probably knows what you just said. Yeah. But anybody under twenty five, under say thirty, cats me. Yeah, what's yeah. that? What's that old guy talking about? That means I'm in high cotton. I know. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> ah, you know there are good uh, things to being old. I can't think of one of them. But well, I, we're not old. Oh. I, we refuse to get old. Huh. As long as you put the plug in the jug after this show every week. You're not old. <laughs> hey, and I've gotten where I can take it out of the <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I have no trouble. Now, today is uh, 
Today is rototill day in the Guardian. Oh, rototill. Are you going to put the leaves on it first before you rototill it? No, I'm going to rototill it. And then I've got a uh, blowtorch coming that I'm going to burn everything in there. Good. And, uh, Clean and all the I'll, weeds out. Yeah, kill and then all, I'll yeah. put, the, put the old leaves in. Yeah. And then I'll rototill it again. I'll Good. probably rototill it, you know, three or four or five times. Now, now on. remember, before you put the rototiller away is to get all the gas out of it or put... St- Stable Listen, or one of the other anti-ethanol There is no reason for, for me to uh, say this other than I was I, I, VM Innovations. If you want, I, I, I was going to buy another one of the uh, heads for my weed eater and stuff from our favorite box store. Yeah. And um, I went and I, I just, you know, what the heck. So I, I go to this company called VM Innovations and... They have refurbished two manufacturer specs. Everything. I mean, I don't know what you might want in your life, but I guarantee you they got it. Wow. And uh, the the company is just absolutely amazing. I, I ordered the thing, a rebuilt. Uh, the new one's 146 bucks. The, the rebuilt one was 86 bucks, and that included shipping from Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact. And uh, I, I've had a little smoke issue with it, which I'm going to see how it does today. Uh, they, on this particular brand, they don't give you real good instructions on the amount of oil, and so that you put it in the in the. Well, isn't it usually forty to one or? Well, uh, it's ten forty. Ten. But, uh, uh, 10W40, but they don't give oh, you an oh, amount, and it's oh, hard to Oh, see it's not exactly. a two-stroke. So, okay. No, it's, it's a four-cycle. So okay. I uh, I think I overfilled it a bit, and that was causing a little bit of a blowback. That, that will do, that will, and it won't wind up as quick either. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, but I think, and I'm going to put it to it today and really use it. But this company, I order it. Two minutes later, they acknowledge my order. Two minutes later, they tell me that it's been shipped. This is on Sunday. Uh, like Tuesday, they say, here is your tracking number uh, if you have any questions. Wednesday, it shows up at the door. Two seconds after it showed up at the door, we have, we've been notified that you've accepted receipt of your order. Yeah. I mean, this company was on well, top of on top. W- w- welcome to the modern world. Uh, uh, I, I, can I throw an example sure. at you? A friend of mine, in fact, the guy I've talked about that has his original Alpha Julieta spider, he bought new in 61. He and his wife were up in northern Vermont traveling, and I was up, took my son up to school. And we were in a little town of nowhere called Bellows Falls, Vermont. And his water pump goes now, where in the world would you get a water pump for a 1961 Alfa Romeo Julieta Spider? So he picks up the phone and he calls his part source, the Fata Brothers in Baltimore. David, the next morning, UPS delivered the water pump by noon and Russ changed the water pump. And it was all done on a cell phone. That is, you know, and there's no reason that other companies can't do it, too. Yeah. We've all had the other side of the experience where, you know, yeah, so you ordered it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll call you back when I find that order. Yeah. 
But uh, this company, VM Innovations, they have well, uh, gardening stuff. They have, I think they have some car stuff. They have uh, wow. welding stuff. They have, I mean, yeah. it's just. That's great. Well, I, I, I'm spoiled with Amazon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So is my son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I order tools from them. Uh, I order books. I ordered a whole bunch of stuff from them. How are their five-foot ladies? <laughs> Have you ordered one of them yet? <laughs> no. Five, no, no. Five-foot two. Six-foot ladies. Oh, six-foot. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, I, well, I know you're not talking about ladybugs. Um, no. The other thing we should probably talk about that we haven't. Oh, are you going to leave me again? Oh man, David's off. It's this is I'm becoming a one man show here again. I wanted to talk about Antique Automobile, the AACA, the club, and this is directed at everybody, whether you belong to the Vintage Chevrolet Club or the Vintage Sports Car Club of America. But if you own a car, a collector car, any kind of car, and it can be anything we're talking about, it's I guess called the brotherhood more than anything, you are amazed, or I'm amazed, that going to these meets or events, how much knowledge you learn and you share with people by belonging to a club. And I, I, I know I, and Steve and I pitch AACA, but I also belong to a bunch of other clubs that are specific make and some of them, we do racing. Some of them, we do concours. Some of them, we just get together. And then, of course, we got this group here in Atlanta, the Romeos, that meet every Tuesday morning. And it's usually about 100 guys that show up at the Marietta Diner. And this goes on all over the country. I mean, it's not a club, but there's cars and coffee going on in Irvine this morning, which Guys are showing up already, and it's only five minutes to six out there. And it's a camaraderie of doing it with cars. You know, I, I, I pick on young people a lot, you know. But the, the car industry, the, the classic car school, um, is a very focused school. You know, I know that there are some, some kids that are very focused on their whatever games and all this kind of stuff and do the same thing with, with their friends and all that. But, you know, I, I, uh, I just, uh, the classic car and I, and I just, as you know, I just don't have time. If I right. get involved, I would, I would in a heartbeat. I can't think, I, I, I long for the day that your, your buddy, uh, Mr. Ronaldo calls up and says, can you come over and help me? And, uh, Lay down on a Jeeper Creeper. <laughs> yeah, but you just go to sleep. <laughs> uh, hey, did did he raise the roof in, in his garage? Did he? Did or, he? I don't know. No, I guess he's uh, going to. Is uh, he? Yeah, could have put a lift in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, Steve might be a little over-involved. I know that he's got a lot of things tugging well, at him. he's got the greatest and, car wife in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She And the books, the tour books that she puts together are phenomenal. Yeah, which uh, is, uh, you know, that's, my wife is sort of like you. No, my wife's between Brenda and, and your wife. Um, sort of, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, but don't count me in, you know. Yeah. I'm not... Doesn't wouldn't throw rocks at me. Would just not participate with me. Interestingly enough, though, my son, 
I I broached the subject many years ago and got basically kicked out. But my older son has has finally, and my wife's coming around to. Uh, she's going to start going to the rifle range. Good. And, uh, uh, bought her a pistol and. Uh, Good. You know. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. What'd you get? Uh, just a little twenty-two. Okay. Uh, fit in her purse or whatever. She has uh. to be careful because the next thing I got to get her a, a carry license. But uh, yeah. Uh, we're getting her familiarized and slowly but surely, but that uh, I think that will be good, and, and I'm I'm proud that she's doing it. Uh, but good. Anyway, um, like so, you said, so, Brenda's a very special person. That uh, yeah. But I, I guess this is Steve was Steve was into cars before he met Brenda. Yes. And so I don't know if Brenda had a. I think she did. I think Steve told me one time that. Did that, she? Yeah. That she had a, a liking for cars. Well, she liked his TD. I remember that's what kind of got them together. Is after he restored that car. Yeah. So. so yeah. You know, it's uh, different strokes for different folks. Hey. It, well, it, what's your schedule look like next week? Uh, it's about a fifty-fifty chance. I'll be in. I got to go to Florida to Make West. Make it fifty-one forty-nine that you'll be here. And I'll double your pay. Uh, okay. And if we get Mr. Ronaldo, it, I may be sleeping at the microphone because right. I don't think I get in until late Friday night. Well, I'm worth it. You can get up in the morning. I'll <laughs> yeah, call you. You double my pay. <laughs> I love it. My pay is going to get doubled. What is it? Two times it. nothing is nothing, right? <laughs> no, I think in our, in our, in our new math, yes. in this common core thing, it's uh, two times nothing is you pay me. So that's, this is the way this <laughs> Where else could you go to have this much fun on a Saturday? Well, night? I know, and, and and I haven't even had a chance to blame the Republicans yet this morning for this. <laughs> I think they should be. You understand what I'm saying, I don't you? I understand yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, you know that plug in the jug? Yeah. It's time. Here, here we go. Okay. We got to go. Jim, thanks for coming in. Uh, well, I want to thank our listeners for uh, putting up with us, and please uh, winterize your car. Please winterize your car. Yeah, and don't text while driving. That's it. That's it. See you next week.